welcome the Concordia Center for Spiritual Living. We are a New Thought spiritual community in Rhode Island that's dedicated to practical spirituality and activities that can empower you to create a life of abundance, health, joy, and meaning. As you listen to this recording of a recent talk given at the center, please know that wherever you are on your spiritual path, we are knowing God's highest and best for you. I am really looking forward to us diving into our topic for this month. As we are each month, we take time to examine and explore what is necessary and needed for us to live out loud. There's an intention, there's a desire, that there's this thing called life itself that is in us, through us, and as us, and it is seeking to, to express fully and completely in the world, and we know it, we feel it, right? The, that those desires that we have, the, the, the wanting for more, the longing for more, even in the discontent that we may experience in our life is... It is this, this thing that called life that's seeking to move us into a greater expression of who we are. And over time and through our experience, we have, Don Miguel Ruiz um, describes it as we've been domesticated. We've been domesticated and have been conditioned to believe certain things, certain ideas, certain behaviors and practices. And most of it has just been handed off to us unconsciously and, and, and you know, and from those who love us and care for us, um, may, maybe even with the best of intentions, have given us messages that inadvertently have kept us stuck. And so each month this year, we've been looking at a different area to sort of create some space for us. You know, because with awareness, with awareness and consciousness comes the power to choose. And until we're aware of something, then we're unconscious. And... But when we bring awareness to it, then we can then make a decision what, what direction we're going to move into. What way of being are we stepping into? And this month we're talking about the area of supply. Supply, substance, prosperity, Abundance, whatever name you want to give it, but source, knowing that our every need is met, every desire, in fact, is a promise of life itself that's calling us forward, saying, this way, it has your name on it. And until we embody this, and until we know this, our intentions and our desires to live out loud may be hampered or hindered if we're convinced that, that we don't have what we need in order to be who we've come here to be. And so do you see how this might be an important topic? This might be an important thing to resolve in our minds. And, and are we expecting that our needs are provided for? And so this month, we're going to be looking at releasing the stories that we tell, the narratives of struggle and lack and limitation. And when we do that, when we stop doing that, that thing that we do, <laughs> when we stop doing that, it's, it's like 
removing your hand, if you were to push a, a cork beneath the surface of the water and hold it down, that if you were to remove your hand, what would happen to the cork? It would pop right back to the surface. And you see, it is natural, it is natural for us, the life of God in us, to flow in harmony with abundance and wholeness. That is the nature of life, the life that's in us. That is what it knows. That's what it knows. And when we stop telling the stories and the narratives, we stop doing those things that keep us from living out loud or, or pushing the cork below the surface, when we stop pinching ourselves off, then we begin to experience that flow of life, just necessary as we step into a larger way of being. You know, this month we're saying to lack and struggle, we're saying enough is enough. That's what we're saying this month. To lack and struggle, enough is enough. And the way that we will do it is to renew our minds to know, to turn away from scarcity consciousness and to know that enough is enough. Enough is enough. I know that many times, and it's often said, oh, more than enough, more than enough. How many of you, we say this, right? More than enough. We say this, and, 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 it is, and, we, and what the intent of that is, I mean, when you get down to the bottom of it, you know, I mean, if you don't have anything, <laughs> and then you have something, you don't need more of that something in order to make up for the lack, do you? Enough is the solution. And what if there is enough? What if there is? You know, this week we are beginning to examine this whole process by examining the tyranny of this message of never enough and the ways to escape that. You know, there's a passage or a quote from Albert Einstein that I've referred to a few times, and, and he said this, or it's attributed to him, I, because I was looking, did he really say this? Did he really say this? You know, I don't want to be up here um, telling stories, even though that is what I do, right? Um, I want to tell true stories, but here's what's attributed to Einstein. I think the most important question facing humanity is, is the universe a friendly place? This is the first and most basic question all people must answer for themselves. And that's where we're starting this month is with that question about what we feel and what we believe, what we think of this place in which we live, and to answer that question for ourselves, is the universe a friendly place? Because the answer to that question, the way that we answer that question will shape our reaction to every situation. Have you ever felt that the universe might be an unfriendly place? Oh, I'm just wondering, you know, is this like, maybe I'm in the wrong space here, but here's what, you know. I mean, if we see the universe as unfriendly or, or you know, at worst case, hostile and, and unfriendly, I guess at the best would be um, aloof and uncaring, 
that would be the spectrum of unfriendly, right? That we will have the awareness, or at least we will be acting from a space of, I'm, I'm left on my own. I don't belong. I'm here to figure it out. But if we recognize that the universe is a friendly place, that it is here supporting us and caring us, in fact, it made us of itself, then it is then that we can blossom into that potential. It's then. So I invite you to consider and really ask yourself, not just today, but throughout this month, what do I really believe? Do I believe that the universe is a friendly place or not? You know, to support us this month, I'm going to be referring to one of my favorite books, The Trance of Scarcity by Victoria Castle. The Trance of Scarcity. Stop holding your breath and start living your life. Does that sound good? It is good. It is good. And so I'm going to be referring to her throughout the month and using some quotes. But in her book, she presents the idea that humanity, humanity, all living, all living beings are awash in this belief that the universe is not a friendly place. Struggle is is assumed. Struggle is assumed. And she presents this idea that, that this, this concept that there's not enough, <laughs> there's not enough is, has been um, in our, in our um, race consciousness, in the collective sense from the, from the time to the first human. From the first human to all of this, there has been this consideration of how do I compensate for this unfriendly universe I'm living in. <laughs> from, the first, from the first caveman who stubbed their toe and is just like, oh, boy, it's hard out here. I better watch it. I better look out. Is there anything looking out for me? You know, last month we talked about compassion and about how compassion is inherent in humanity. And why is it in inherent within us? Because we have the shared collective experience of suffering. We all want to be happy. And we want to avoid pain. And we're not alone in that. We're not alone in that. And so humanity through the millennia have been contemplating this, this, this question of, of how do we compensate? How do we fix this? How do I deserve? How do I earn myself back into the grace? Because you know we've been kicked out of the garden, right? Isn't that the story? We've been kicked out of the garden. I mean, this perception of not enough, never enough, an unfriendly universe has influenced religion, philosophy, science, all of it for generations. And guess what? Those messages have been given to us without even questioning the assumption that maybe we do live in a friendly universe. Maybe we're not separate. Maybe there is enough. 
So we're going to examine this month how deeply rooted this issue is in our collective psyche, but more important, how do we untangle from this? How do we wake up from it? Wake up from this trance of scarcity. The narratives of scarcity have permeated our lives through the messages of society, from our family, from the media, the norms of culture itself, and they tell us never enough. And that never enough shows up in a couple different ways. Either there's not enough, or I'm not enough. Scarcity stories are pervasive and systemic. If, if we take some time to notice it, if we actually question it, and that's the trance. The trance is that we don't. We just react. We just react from that space. It's a given. Society tells us that resources are limited. There's only so much to go around. Money doesn't grow on trees. We have to struggle to survive and get ahead. Isn't that true? We've gotten the messages and have heard it and maybe even have said it ourselves in some way, shape, or form. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough, not smart enough, rich enough, young enough, old enough, worthy enough. And almost as prevalent as the theme of is there's not enough. <laughs> not enough time, not enough money, opportunity, love, cooperation, power, security, what, you name it. The media and the news, what are they focusing on? Are they focusing on enough? No. <laughs> They're telling us messages of threats and violence and, and division and advertising praise on this, trying to sell us the things to make up that lack of enough, right? To sell us things in order so that we can be happy and, and even tell us medicine that we don't want or need. You know the ads I'm talking about. Our families may warn us that things never come easy or we shouldn't dream too big. And our gender roles, well, you know the messages we got. What's a, what is a good boy or a good girl? What, what, we know what that behavior entails. Racial prejudice, cultural norms, all of this reinforce these limitations of not enough and that we need to do something in order to belong and fit in, to get our needs met. In the trance of scarcity, Victoria Castle, she she's, shares that, that if we address the real sources of this, of the trance, if we address the source of the trance, then it's when our, our energy will shift and our lives will transform. And so beginning today and throughout this month, one of the, well, there's a couple practices, but it really comes down to the work that we're doing this month is to notice what you're noticing. Begin through mindfulness practice or through journaling, taking some time to investigate and become aware of the areas that you may be feeling not enough. And as we bring, well, I started this, as we bring awareness, as we bring awareness 
to something that was unconscious. It's in there in that moment that we can make a choice. We can choose to tell a new story. By examining our stories that we've been, have adopted, that we've been given, that there's either not enough or I'm not enough. Whatever the never enough is, whatever that story is, becoming aware of it, then we can begin to upgrade those stories. And that's, we will be working on that this month, too. Upgrading our stories. Eckhart Tolle says form means limitation. And we're not here only to experience limitation, but also to grow in consciousness by going beyond limitation. You see, when we identify our limits or what we are perceiving as our limits, if we perceive them and identify them as thoughts that we have been given rather than assuming that that's the truth of us, you see, when we begin to look at these stories and narratives as, huh, there may be another way of looking at this. These limits, this not enough, what if there is another way? And this is the growth in consciousness that's required in order for us to begin to craft new stories, stories that are in alignment with the truth. The truth is that we are spiritual beings, spiritual beings. We didn't make ourselves but we were made of something greater that this infinite power and presence, this life that is greater than we are, and it made us of itself. And it is that that is operating as us that is here to expand and to express and to live out loud. And so that one life with that intention to live out loud by means of us, of course, there's enough. There is everything we need that's available. But we've been walking around in a trance many times. As long as we're operating from old stories of lack and scarcity and never enough, then you know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be expecting it. I'm going to be planning for it. I'm going to be anticipating it. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't make plans for those times that we, we know in the world of form and effect that there are conditions at times, you know. So, yeah, savings accounts are great. That's not planning on something. That is taking a look and using reason and intelligence on how to navigate the world. There are financial principles and laws in place. So I'm not saying that we don't prepare for possibilities, but the difference is energetically, are we expecting it? Are we planning for it? When's our turn? When's it gonna happen to us? You know, there's a saying that what you prepare for, you perpetuate. So when we brace for the lack, when we brace for the struggle, when we hold our head down, you know, and I don't know if you can relate to what I'm talking about, but some, it could be like where you're just sort of hunkered down, when it doesn't feel like there's enough, that maybe just, if I could just hunker down and just you know, hold my breath maybe, that, that this, the storm will pass overhead. When we brace for it, it becomes our experience, even if it isn't here yet. 
I think they call that worry. (laughs) But what if we nurture a consciousness of enough? We might be surprised. We will be. Nathaniel Brandon said this, if if my aim is to prove that I am enough, the project goes on infinitely because the battle is already lost. See, as long as we are trying to prove our worthiness, as long as we're trying to work harder and and maybe if I struggle more and do more and effort more, then, then what I'm doing is perpetuating the separation because I'm trying to prove a negative as not true. I'm trying to prove that that I am enough, which assumes that I'm not. Do you see? That's that's the that's the hang-up. That's where we get, that's that's what keeps us in the trance. We're starting from we're trying to prove a negative. As long as we're trying to prove our worthiness, we're going to perpetuate separation. But when we recognize our inner wholeness, then contraction will become expansion. You know, in her book, The Trance of Scarcity, she uses a metaphor for this state. And this metaphor may or may not work for you. And it's not, the metaphor is, is not, not important. You might use a different one. But she talks about the circle of belonging. And she uses that phrase as a, as a, as a sort of a term to identify that, that state of where I know I'm living in a friendly universe, where I know that there's flow. You know, close your eyes for a moment, and, and, and is there, you know, and so there might be an area of your life that right now that maybe you feel stuck in, and, and do you know what flow would feel like? in that area, bring, bring flow to that. Allow yourself to just, can you imagine what being in the flow in that area would look like or feel like? Can you sense it? You see, this circle of belonging is what she talks about is, Abraham Hicks calls it the vortex. There is this space. You can call it the blue. You know, like when things come out of the blue. Out of the blue. And we want things from out of the blue. That blue, it's a state of being. You know, the, the metaphor of maybe of being connected to the ocean or, or being in the flow of a river pushing off from the river's edge and allowing the river to cur- um, carry you, whatever it is. But the metaphor that she uses is this circle of belonging. And she describes it as this state of being when we are aligned to our community, we're aligned to our highest, highest being, we're aligned to source itself, and it's in that space and in that, that field of alignment that, that, we, that we surrender to and find all of the resources we need. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, here, now. But, but as long as we are, there's not enough, then we won't have the eyes to see enough. This circle is not something that we have to earn our way into. 
it's not even something that we have to work and struggle to get into. You belong in this field simply because you are. Simply because. Because it is this field is, is, is of that unity and wholeness of which we are a part. And so we always have a seat there. No one can kick us out of our seat. No one can kick us out or, or force us out. The only ones who can pull us out of that, that state is who, do you think? When we do that thing we do. We leave the circle through messages of, I'm not enough. We leave the circle when we're holding tension in our bodies and carrying ourselves as if the weight of the world was on our shoulders. Either way, either way, whether it's something we're telling ourselves, a narrative in our head, or whether we are holding this state in our bodies, the result's disconnection. But you know what? The good news is that we can go home in an instant. Not by proving our worth, because that's already a given, but by knowing as the mystics have all known that our belonging is unconditional and all we need to do is give our consent to it. Consent. She uses this word in the book, and it's an interesting word. It's not a word that we hear too often um, or that we use in everyday speaking. Well, maybe you do. But the, the, the Latin root word for consent is cons consentere, which means to join with feeling. When we consent, we are joining with feeling. And so when we are giving our consent, and from the book she writes this, consent is simply accepting our place in the flow of life. It's a choice from moment to moment. And so here's the practice today and throughout this month and actually always. Whenever you notice you've stepped out of the circle, consent to come back in. Be willing for that to be your truth. Because it is your truth. It isn't something you earn or make happen because you're not lacking. I'd like to close today with a powerful invitation from Victoria Castle. She writes this question, and you know, the quality of the questions that we ask ourselves determine the quality of our life, and she asked this question, what if we lived as if we already belonged? Whenever we find ourselves pinched off or squeezed off or we're feeling small and disconnected and there's not enough, you know what we can do in that moment? We can pause. We can take a breath. We can consent and be open to the flow that is here. If struggle led to freedom, <laughs> we'd all be there already, don't you think? If struggle led to freedom, then it would be working. All of us would feel abundant. We would know that there is enough. And, Oh, but we don't have to wait for the conditions to change in order to feel peace. Wholeness and abundance is here, and 
we've been unable to experience it because we've been in a trance. But guess what? We can wake up. We can wake up. And that's what we're here to do this month. Each of us have dominion over our inner kingdom. And as we step into this power, outer reality follows suit. Here's an affirmation we're going to be working with throughout this month. And you may have gotten a card when you came in. If you didn't, it's the, it's the orange card, and I have it on the screen as well. And we're going to repeat this together a few times. But in the consent, when you know, remember, so what's the work? This The work this month is whenever you feel yourself out of it, when you're feeling cut off, pinched off, then consent to flow, consent to source, consent to abundance. And here's an affirmation that I'm going to be using throughout this month, and so I guess you will too, <laughs> each week. But it goes like this, I am enough. I do enough. I have enough. Enough. So I want you to repeat this with me a couple times here. And as we say it, I want you to find a place in you where this feels true. And maybe it doesn't. Maybe you can't find a place. Can you imagine it as true? And just in this moment, consent to it being your reality. And so let's repeat this. I am enough. I do enough. I have enough, enough. Let's just breathe for a moment. And let's just take it in a little deeper, a little closer to our hearts. I am enough. I do enough. I have enough, enough. Just one more time. I am enough. I do enough. I have enough. Enough. You know, turn to someone next to you and say you. We're going to use this you. So, so and you can, and, and y'all don't have, you can be talking at the same time, but let's say you are enough. You do enough. You have enough. Enough. Oh, and let's do the we. We, can, we can't stop without doing the we. And let's affirm this as we close here this morning and let this be our truth. We are enough. We do enough. We have enough. Enough. Enough is enough. Let this be our truth. And so it is. Peace and love. Namaste. We hope that you enjoyed this audio recording. For more information about our center, please visit our website at www.concordiacsl.com. You can also visit us online at our Facebook page or our YouTube channel by searching for Concordia Center for Spiritual Living. If you're in the area, come join us at one of our Sunday celebration services. We'd love to welcome you there. Namaste and blessings.